0: Hello and welcome to Doce the Podcast. I am your host, Clara, and founder of DOSDA Brand. Today's episode is number 18, and I had the pleasure of interviewing Regan Dos Santos, better known as Regan Ray. Regan is a mindfulness practitioner and corporate attorney, and we got vulnerable <laughs> in this episode. We opened up um, about loss and how it affects you, how she's dealing with it, how I'm dealing with it, or lack thereof. Um, And yeah, through yoga, how she's found ways to heal as well, and ways to incorporate her mindfulness practice with her corporate one. Before we start the episode, I want to do something that I haven't done, I don't think, in other ones. I want to do a bit of an intro uh, with just me because when you're listening to this, it will be my 26th birthday and, you know, I started this brand with 24 and now I'm growing. <laughs> I'm growing. The brand is growing and, and it feels like a good memory to um, commemorate, is that how you say it? I think so. Um, yeah, this is right when I'm doing my rebranding for Does the Brand. I am launching the new website with the new campaign very soon. And, you know, this baby is growing. Um, the baby being me and the baby being the brand. And this is the year 2021 where I, you know, do some big girl moves and, and transform this into a more professional brand. Who would have thought I'd say that? But yeah, I want to make things better and bigger. And I'm bringing in some people to the team. The team before it was just me and some helpers along the way. But yeah, hoping to grow the team, hoping to relaunch the website very soon. And and have a great birthday. (laughs) So that's it. That is the little introduction. Um, I thought I'd give you a mini update. I don't think turning 26 deserves a full episode right now, but it did deserve two minutes of an intro. So thank you for being here. Thank you for, for listening to me for so long. And, and thank you for joining my journey. Um, as I grow myself and grow the brand. And I'm just very thankful and, and, and very hopeful and happy and, and blessed. But, but I wouldn't say blessed for the brand because I've worked for it. <laughs> I'd say blessed for the things that just happen to, know, to you, you know, like my family, my friends and, and things like that and my health. But but very happy about my brand and everything that I've worked for, um, as well. So yeah, I'll leave you with this episode with Regan. She is a gem. Um, I definitely seem lost at some points and that is because, um, loss, losing someone is, and grieving is something that I'm still working on. And, I'm still trying to figure out how to deal with it. Um, so that's why at some point I'm like, uh, you know. <laughs> um but yeah, hope you understand that. Hope some people can relate and that this helps anyone. So with further ado, I'm gonna start well, I'm gonna stop talking and you're gonna start listening to the interview I had with Miss Regan. So I hope you love it. I hope you love her, her story, and have a beautiful day. I am 26. Wow. <laughs> Baby steps. All right. Goodbye. Hi, Regan. Hi, Clara. How are you? Good. So happy to finally have you on the podcast.
1: I know. It took us a while.
0: <laughs> we made it happen. We did. Okay. Um, do you want to start off by giving ya, giving me and the people listening a bit of a background in your life, where you're from, where you're living, you know where you come from, a bit of uh, everything that made you who you are right now? Sure. Uh, my name is Regan. I am currently
1: in living in Cape Town, South Africa. Probably tell from the strange accent, those of you who don't really know, now you know. Um, I I was born here, raised here, and I'm still here. Um, I am a attorney by profession, and I work in dispute resolution, so it can get quite hectic. I know when you asked me what I should speak about, I was like, well, let me think about what I know. And I was like, well, I shouldn't speak about being a lawyer. People will probably get bored within five (laughs) minutes. I think it's
0: interesting also. Oh, it can
1: be, but not all of the time. Um, so, yeah, so I do that, I'm um, soon going to be branching out into more of the holistic side of mediation and conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be jetting off to Sydney, Australia soon, which is super exciting. And yeah, in my spare time, I'm a yogi and absolutely love teaching yoga and
0: doing yoga. So yeah, it's a little bit of a background to me. Love that. And yeah, so that, well, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with me today. Okay, (laughs) that's fine. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So you're in Cape Town and that was one of the first things about you that, not Cape Town sorry uh the fact that you are a mindful practitioner which I've had a few in the podcast but yeah. the fact that you're also a corporate attorney is one of the things I know. that threw me off the most at the beginning I was like wait what how do you, you know, how do you balance corporate life with like such a corporate life you know because it's not here in PR it's it's you're mm. No,
1: it's full on. It's like, you know, sometimes 12-hour days and it's a completely different energy and a completely different mindset. Yeah. So
0: how, how do you switch yeah. especially moods and energies and and attitudes? How do you switch from one to the other sometimes?
1: <laughs> um, have a very serious yoga practice. <laughs> um, no, I think Look, the, the two definitely benefit one another. And I think once you think about it more, it really does make sense. I mean, what I do every day is I deal with mainly upset or angry people. If we're dealing with big disputes, there's a lot of stress going on. Mm-hmm. And I think my yoga practice really, really helps ground myself. But then further further to that, being able to practice that consciousness and practice You know, you're far more understanding of people's issues. You've got a better concept of what makes you angry. You've got a better concept of how to deal with it. And you see it more easily in other people, too. So I think if I didn't have my yoga practice and my mindfulness practice, I think my life would be a whole lot more difficult, especially as an attorney. So I'm happy with both. Makes me, I'm glad. it makes me super stoked, and also you know I'm moving into mediation now, which is just gonna it's gonna bring more of that into it. So it really has helped me morph into where I want to go into my life. So I'm really grateful for it.
0: I'm glad, I'm glad you have found the benefits on both and how to like help yourself with each one. Um, yeah, a lot of trial and error. <laughs> Aren't we all doing the same? Yeah, <laughs> um, but. Uh, we were at the beginning, you know, when we talked about doing the podcast, we wanted to center a bit on, on this, what we just talked. But then mm. uh, you came back and you had an idea to talk about um, loss, uh, losing someone oh, yeah. and how to deal with that and, and and how it affects you or how to, you know, navigate and, and heal. Um, so if you want to take over... <laughs> That's yeah, sure, perfect.
1: Yeah, at the time, I remember we were speaking about doing you know something on mindfulness, which is fantastic, and it's such a broad topic, and there's so much to speak about. But then I I think I'd gone through a pretty heavy breakup, and for the first time, was dealing with a whole lot of you know past grief, Mm -hmm. past loss, and it was all coming up. And I was like, you know what? Let's just dive into this because. It is a little bit unique to me and something that I was working with presently and, and something that I feel confident speaking about. So I'm glad we've changed that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So to start, um, just a disclaimer, I know everybody has their journey, everybody's experienced hardships in life. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I in no way want to, you know, try convey that I have had the most difficult experience in the world. I don't believe that I have, but everybody's experience is relevant to themselves. Um, And I just thought, you know, by speaking about what I've been through or just speaking about it in general, um, regardless of what platform is on, it can really, you know, hopefully benefit some people, maybe just spark their journey in in moving forward. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I mean, firstly, I have a very strong, stable family. We have a massive family. Yeah. And big Portuguese family. We all love each other dearly. Mm -hmm. And so I had the pretty standard three kids two parents, two very loving parents, and when I was 10 years old, my dad got diagnosed with a soft tissue cell cancer, so it was quite a big shock, and he passed away, I think it was maybe even like between two and three months of finding out, so it was quite a big ship for all of us, he was, you know, the pillar of our family, the Mm -hmm. most incredible father, and I was 10 years old, so it was quite a big, a big deal when you're so young especially you can't really I think the main thing is that you can't really conceptualize what's what's going on I mean you understand it at a, at a fund, fundamental basal level but I think you're so emotionally immature at that stage that it's quite hard to process yes um and so I think that even when I was younger I wasn't really feeling the depths of the emotion that you kind of you plot along it's it's kind of a protection mm-hmm mechanism um and so you know me and my brothers had to navigate growing up without our dad who was a huge role player in our lives um but luckily enough like i said i had a super big family so we had uncles and aunts on all sides um cousins most incredible support system and the most fundamental part of that support system was my uncle anthony so incredible incredible man and he 100 percent came my father and, more ways than one. He was just amazing. Um yeah. with him every weekend and everything. And then much later in my life, I think it must have been two and a half years ago now, in my actually my final law exams, he got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and died within I think it was like two months well, in my exam. I mean I was still writing exams. So yeah. that was a big shock too. Um and you know, in between that I mean, I just wanted to touch on those two because those were the the two that were most devastating to me, or at least the two that impacted me the most severely. Yeah, and um, also like at very different aspects of your life. You know, I mean, I was I was twenty one, I think. How old was I? No, I was older than that. I was twenty four or twenty five when Anthony passed away, and I was ten when Dad passed away. Um, what is time? <laughs> big big gap between twenty one and twenty five. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to start off with a bit of a background yeah. um, and then the one thing that stood out for me, especially when I touched on being numb when I was little and and something that I only realized recently, um, I went through quite a devastating breakup and one that also just happened quite suddenly and, and shocked me and the person said to me, oh, be strong like I know you are.
0: Wow. And I got so offended. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> No
1: thanks. But also I I had to touch on like why that had offended me so much and like why that raised, you know, and that's where the mindfulness practice comes in. It's like why did that raise such a strong Mm -hmm. reaction in me? And it took me back to when my father was he was very, very ill. So he hadn't passed away yet. And I remember sitting around the dinner table with our aunts and him. And I was so brave. I looked at him and I said, Dad, you know, what does it feel like to be dying? And I genuinely wanted that answer you know, it was, it was part of my processing, I suppose, at that young age. And I was shut down in the answer by my family who, who, you know, they didn't know any better. I think they were just so shocked that somebody so little could ask yeah. a question like that, because it's quite sad. Yeah. And, um, you know, they wouldn't allow him to answer in a sense, because of the way that they reacted. And I remember my aunt saying to me, you mustn't cry now, you must be strong. And, you know, that is such an innocent thing to say but in hindsight really shaped the way that I learned about grief at that young age you know and trying to forge through what it meant to be strong and you know I, I think I legitimately thought for years that if I cried I was weak oh, no. yeah so it's interesting and you know you're so young and your processing quite a big event in your life and and then you go into this crazy world for the next however many years and you <laughs> You just go through it and you live through it. And at some point you you start to realize, you know, I, I've got certain certain thoughts that I've been holding on to and, and certain beliefs that, that need changing
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I need help. Um, and it's something that sparked that for me was, I think I was in my 20s, early 20s, um twenty twenty one I started to go see a psychologist, which is highly recommended um, the most incredible um experience in my life, a very scary experience having to speak through yeah you know,
0: open very up deep things
1: yeah, and open up and be vulnerable and and you know at a very fundamental level, learning what it is to be vulnerable yeah, and um we started to get more comfortable with each other in our sessions, and I was complaining about you know the the constant breakups I was going through um you know the whole why is this happening to me mindset and (laughs) she looked at me and she just said you know you know why is this happening to you and she paused and I was a little bit confused and kind of thinking to myself well that's why I'm (laughs) here you need to tell me (laughs) and um she just said she said to me she was like why do you think you deserve this because you keep you keep putting this into your life you're the one that's attracting all of this um You know, which, which is a very hard thing to hear, but it's the the truth, you know, and you know, that the circumstances of those relationships aren't very important to the topic. But what I Mm -hmm. had realized was, is that because of the loss in my life and the grief that I hadn't processed, Mm -hmm. I was attracting certain types of people that were replicating that loss and that grief to me in my present reality. And um, that's, that's the how the whole healing and the mindfulness journey started and starting to work through those patterns. And finally processing, processing the grief actually came into fruition, which was, which was a big step, you know?
0: Yeah, do you think you're still processing?
1: Oh yeah, I think it, um, one, one thing I always say to people who ask me that is, it's like grief is like a really heavy suitcase that you're carrying around. And over time you get a little bit stronger and yeah. you can hold it easier, but it's always there. You know, you're always processing and you're always working through yeah. through those things, you know, and growing and changing through it, which is just a blessing. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting. So, like, that was one of the main things that I picked up on um, was that pattern. And then I had to try forge into how on earth do you even start? How do you even start unpacking and processing? Everyone says, you know, you hear all these Mindfulness practitioners and yogis and bless us—we all say it. Be like, you have to do the work. You know, doing yeah. the work is hard. But I, I remember sitting with my journal, which I hated doing. Oh my goodness, the worst thing for me was to write down my thoughts. It's just
0: like
1: I just didn't want to do it. it sucked. I was like, this no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not diving down into the wormhole. It's scary. Um, <laughs> and you know, I just I just sat with myself, and I think one of the first things that I wrote was like, I was like, how the how do I do the work? What is doing the work? What does this even mean? How do you even start? And um, I think my top recommendation as a yogi, definitely, or the thing that helped me the most as a yogi was my meditation practice, because I found that when I wanted to start writing down what I, what I was thinking or starting to to try cry or Mm -hmm. try process, I distracted myself very easily. So, my brain would like go on to what happened last week, Tuesday, and I wasn't actually focusing in so the meditation helped a lot and you know, I started small and just try to clear my mind before I started journaling and um even with a lot of resistance, <laughs> trying to get through that um so that was a really good one. Journaling obviously became more more comfortable for me, but what I think last year, especially being such a difficult year and going through um a really you know, big heartbreak, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately for me, but fortunately in hindsight, it took a really big bump in the road to actually start to feel and process. And it brought up a whole lot more than than what was actually going on within my heart space at that time, you know. And it's it's, it's difficult, but the only way to try to get past the grief is to ask yourself the difficult questions and to take responsibility for the way that you're acting out and to really cry and be sad and know that that's fine being sad is so 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 important you know ugly crying and (laughs) and feeling low for long periods of time in order to process that hurt is just as important as feeling joy and succeeding and going forward into life and that's something that I just I only recently have come to appreciate because you know, without the ability to dive into that side of yourself and without the ability or the willingness to really look at the horrible things, the things that scare you, you know, you're not going to understand yourself fully and it's going to attach in your body and and change the way that you behave. You know, you need to really dive into it and, and figure it out.
0: Do you think during quarantine, I'm not sure how quarantine was, um, for Cape Town, if you guys mm. had as much of a lockdown as we did in Spain, but do you think COVID has given you a time off to really actually do the work and, and feel things and stop getting so distracted with One, life? 100%. 100%.
1: Yeah. yeah, so we had, we had a pretty – we had like a hard lockdown is what we called it, mm-hmm. so it was super strict for in the beginning for what was meant to be three weeks and then ended up being seven if I'm – not mistaken uh, everything was closed down for 7 weeks and then they started to ease up in the regulations and uh, we're still technically in a lockdown but it's not as strict as you know all the shops aren't closed and everything but to your question definitely i mean to be locked inside an apartment for <laughs> for that amount of time really you do face yourself on all kinds of levels so it definitely helped me and it gave me the space to be able to do it you know you know you're not with a roommate there's nobody who's you know around too because I get very shy when I'm processing things you know I don't really want to be around anyone that's my personality type so it really helped me open those doors into the grief and into the sadness so definitely yeah I didn't even think about that
0: (laughs) yeah I feel like um a lot of people especially that I've had in this podcast have all said like COVID actually opened you know a window Mm. to a time where we had no more distractions and then we just focused on shit that we had to deal with yeah <laughs> and there was a so. lot of it I, me myself too i feel like i've worked through a lot of stuff that i hadn't before um just because for once we couldn't distract ourselves with you know whatever birthday thing or, or meeting or yeah you literally know. anything like just walking outside or, or going out being
1: social drinking you know yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I feel like absolutely no. You know, I don't want another one. Another, I don't want another <laughs> lockdown. But I think another one, I would for sure get through other issues that I have to go through. <laughs> but yeah, definitely, I'll take your lead. I think I'll take your lead on a lot of things and and focus a bit more. But um, yeah, I mean, it's sometimes it, it feels strange speaking about.
1: this this stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm quite empathetic. So I struggle to speak about myself. And even now thinking back, I'm like, have I said anything of value? But I mean, it's a difficult journey to go through, but you know, if I just for anybody going through a difficult time, you just need to show up for yourself every day and know that there's no right or wrong way to process it. You know, even now when people pass away or people get sick, I'm still feel quite desensitized to it. I know we were speaking about it in some of our brief calls. We were like, well, sometimes when it happens, I'm just like, well, you know, I feel like that trauma that I had when I was younger um, kind of desensitized me to the big events in life. So maybe, yeah, I don't want another lockdown, but maybe I do need to spend some time alone and start processing those aspects of it. But, you know. Same,
0: we can process together. <laughs> yeah. We can
1: just Zoom call each other and speak about it. But, yeah, just it, it's such an incredible blessing to be able to, be self-reflective and to, to query who you are as a person and to want to work on yourself and get through it. So, you know, if something difficult happens to you in your life and look, it doesn't have to be severe grief or loss or death or anything along those lines. Everybody's experience is different, like I've said, but mm-hmm. you know, the opportunity to grow and to learn and to process these things is, is an incredible one. And I'm not a big fan of always being positive And I know I sound like I'm very over the rainbow <laughs> with that quote, but it really is. It's, Take it as an opportunity to get to know yourself and and see what's coming up for you within your physical and mental body and and work through it because we're here on this earth and our life's not very long and you know there's a reason why we have so many crazy emotions they're meant to be felt and they shape us into who we are so yeah
0: it's... yeah um do you think because when you say that your relative um. You know, told you like, like don't cry, mm. like sort of like keep it inside and handle it, and like don't show, you know, that you're not okay. That yeah. I think that that's that I'm sure that came out of love, and that they thought that that was the best advice at the moment. But mm. has it been hard learning? Well, I mean, unlearning that and. Actually, feeling feelings and and crying and oh yeah for sure and showing to the world that you're you're grieving oh for sure, I mean
1: I such this is like a super vulnerable thing to say but like I every time I cried about my father like on my own Mm -hmm. in my room like I had to try it felt like I was being an imposter it felt like I wasn't actually sad and that I was fake crying because I was so disconnected to being able to feel the grief. I think that, that statement, although it definitely came from a place of love. And I mean, I I love my relative to death. We still as close as ever. I don't even think Mm
0: -hmm. she knows
1: that this was an issue, but I I could not process grief. I honestly, I think you're so young and you're still learning about what emotions mean at that age. I genuinely thought that if I'd grieved and cried, that I would be, that I was weak and vulnerable and I wasn't doing it right. Um, And it it definitely spiraled into different aspects of my life and different emotions, you know, processing that too. And, you know, if I could just think about it for a minute, like I, I'm really bad at, uh, you know, I was quite poor at expressing myself when I was upset. It would just completely shut down, you know, and Mm -hmm. I would not, I would sell myself short. in in situations where there was conflict or disagreement and not feeling that being able to express emotion and be vulnerable and open up and cry if you're happy or angry or sad, you know, to get what you want for lack of a better way of saying it, or at least just to express who you are. That was a huge issue for me. You know, I'd completely lost my voice and especially through grief and processing emotion.
0: Mm. Yeah. I, when you were saying all of that, I, I remember, that I remember being around five or seven, mm-hmm. and my grandma passed. Well, my grandpa, sorry, my dad's dad. Okay. And I remember being at the funeral, and I was very uncomfortable when I was little crying of grief like mm. in front of other people like I just I remember I did not cry one tear in that entire funeral yeah and it was a full day thing and I remember not crying and arriving home and crying alone you know mm. but everyone was crying and I somehow wasn't comfortable crying did you in feel front awkward of I don't know why crying in front of other people I felt so awkward it's interesting so awkward. Hey? and I just I just I think back and I'm like how was I already damaged like I was <laughs> five or seven why was I not comfortable
1: yeah I just I mean it's interesting because I don't think look like looking back it's not great like that's not how we would potentially want to be I mean we need to be able to be grieving and and feel comfortable crying but yeah it's it's almost like these subliminal messages that we get from our external environments that makes us into this or makes us feel that yeah. way um definitely not broken <laughs> But it's just, it's so interesting because I feel, I felt the same, you know, it's, do you just think it's our hedonistic society that always just wants us to be happy and that we get this messaging all the time around us? I mean, where do you think that comes
0: from? I don't know. (laughs) It's so weird. I don't, I don't know, but I just, I can't, I don't understand why we can't cry sometimes and Mm. I don't know. And now I'm 25, you know, tomorrow I'm turning 26. Oh, yay. And, That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Happy birthday for tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> um, But, I mean, I I had another loss um, this summer mm-hmm. that was pretty close to me. And the day off, I couldn't cry, not one bit. I was just in shock. I just, I, yeah i don't know i was just awkward everyone was telling me how sorry they were and i'm like i don't know what to do i don't know where to look i don't know what to do yeah. people yeah. were hugging me and i'm like i don't know just oh uh, you know i don't i want to avoid this i don't want to yeah. do this right now like i don't know and then i think after a month mm-hmm. um it just happened and i just cried for a week it's crazy hey and I'm like what how does this work who decides when I'm gonna cry like, I think I yeah this yeah it's just such a
1: that level of discomfort that you speak about it's almost like we haven't learned to accept our grief Is that's what came up for me when you were saying it? like the first thought that came to yeah. up into my mind is maybe why you know and it's not true for everybody it's definitely true for me like I'm sitting here thinking like I'm exactly like that it's like I struggle like it's weird for yeah. Me. Um I, yeah I just think society's kind of taught us that you know, laughter and happiness is the right way. And, yes, it feels better. I can completely agree with that. But I just think that sometimes we've been subliminally taught that grief is something that's done in private and, you know, it's awkward to be sad and it's not right to be sad. And, you know, you must always strive to be the opposite. So maybe that's where that awkwardness comes in from.
0: I think we should – I think we should go to a retreat. <laughs> <laughs> just cry. <crying. laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I would be comfortable if it's an environment that is safe and designed to do this. Mm-hmm. And but why do why can't I do it in my room? You know? Why do I feel like I need a safe space that is designed for that and that everyone is there to be vulnerable? And I just I don't know. I think this year a lot of I don't know for you yeah. if it's happened this year or before that I do have an issue with how I deal with loss. And I think you're ahead of me. Um,
1: <laughs> I've just been on the world, on the earth a little bit longer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Yeah, but uh, Do
1: you know what? Uh, you just need to like create a tool set for yourself. You know, you know, the first step is noticing yeah. that, you know, there's something a little amiss. You know, like also if you need to cry alone and that's the way that you do it, then that's wonderful. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But, you know, tapping into the awkwardness of it, you know, being able to be comfortable in that space of grief and maybe trying to eradicate some of the awkwardness. The first step is just being like, you know what, I have this about me and um, I'm not entirely sure where it comes from, but I'm going to try to take note of where else it happens in my life. You know, am I awkward Mm -hmm. and a little bit um, avoidant? you know, in situation X too or situation Y, not just grief. And then trying to link up where maybe or what the basal like emotions of that is or where they all kind of have a shared root or a common thread. Um, Mm -hmm. and just unpicking it, you know. And for me, what really helped me in those situations, like I straight up tell people who are getting to know me well, or, and all my friends know this. Like I tell them, I'm like, I get awkward laughs because I get the awkward laugh thing and it's horrible. It's the worst thing. And it's, there's, it's got nothing to do with finding the situation funny, but I straight up giggle in Situations of really serious. I have a few friends that do that. So, So, you know. And I'm always
0: like, why are you laughing right now? You know, it it, it
1: beats me, is always my answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) It's not not rational. Um, But yeah, so, you know, if you know that you show up that way in that space of grief, I always found it really helpful so that people around me knew that I did that. So that if I was acting out Mm -hmm. awkwardly, that they don't push me on it or try and make me feel more comfortable to make it more awkward. So, having those yeah. close friends around you who understand that and when the space is safe you know they also feel more comfortable to just sit with you and ask you questions about that and then you can bounce off okay. ideas with one another and they also become part of that safe space that you can potentially maybe grieve in front of them and it kind of branches out from there I always give my friend pointers <laughs> give my friends
0: pointers <laughs> on how to deal with you and your loss yeah
1: so that it's so that I feel safe around them so that they know, yeah. And then I've naturally started to open up to them because I felt safe, you know.
0: I find, yeah, I find myself uh doing that with not friends mm-hmm. because I feel like they mm-hmm. already know well, if they were a new friend, yeah, but um, I do that with uh not. Uh, boyfriends because I don't have boyfriends but lover partners yes. <laughs> <laughs> I find myself you know explaining like almost giving them a manual of how I work you okay. know uh, uh, I don't know do you do that ever where do you like
1: do you think that's coming from like a well you like debriefing them so like don't be freaked out but this is how i am or or are you yeah yeah
0: i kind of like that i don't know if that's a wrong thing or if that's an advanced thing well i mean i think maybe it's a defense mechanism in a sense it's like
1: you know just in case you think i'm weird like this is what i do in this situation
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and i'm like this, this is how i deal with things like if there's ever if there's ever ever anything any Behavior that doesn't make sense. I always make sure to explain like this comes from this, yeah. and and this is why I act like this. And if I ever do this, it's because of this. Like, is that a weird thing or, or no? I think that's mature
1: very mature and self-aware. I mean, to be <laughs> no, to be able to know certain. I mean, I know a lot of people that don't know the, you know, they don't know they ass from their elbow now, <laughs> let alone how they show up in in stressful situations. I think that's just a sign of maturity and being being aware and I think it's an incredible tool to have you know it's like he's not going to be or the person's not going to be upset because you're acting out but you know you've briefed them on it I think the next step just coming comes in with you know being willing to be open and share if you ever wanted to with that person maybe why you think that happens you know so much <laughs> so it sucks like it really sucks but I mean now I'm just now I'm an absolute emotional mess I cried everything it's the best thing in the world I've now opened a tap that cannot be closed I'm like the person that <laughs> cries when I'm happy and sad and when something's beautiful and I'm just um, I feel a lot I feel like I've dissolved a big knot in my in my chest and my throat Um,
0: oh, that's a great yeah. thing I feel like we should all do that and I I would say I'm I'm not bad there's probably people that are worse than me but I I feel like I'm in touch with my feelings but maybe I could be more especially with grief
1: (laughs) it's a slow process and like (laughs) we said in the beginning like I'm not a professional at it. So I don't profess to be a professional and, and it's definitely a journey. You know, you don't, you don't wake up one day and be yeah. like, I've solved it because life's difficult and there's got to be certain things. And, you know, I could be same time next month and feel like I'm 10 steps behind, you know, but I yeah. just think like the main takeaway is, is that grief is not shameful. Grief is not something yeah. to be. That you have to hide. Um, it's not something you have to be ashamed of. Um, it's a fundamental part of being on this earth. It's a fundamental part of being a human being. You know, you're not going to get through life without experiencing it. Yeah. Um, but you're going to struggle to get through it if you try ignore it and if you push it down I truly believe mm-hmm. that unprocessed emotion can make you sick <laughs> that's like that weird spiritual side that I I'm like I remember saying to I go see a Reiki healer and I was like Lee if I don't process this now I'm going to die when I'm 40 I was like I'm going to get sick and she was laughing at me <laughs> oh It's so funny but yeah you know it really isn't anything to be ashamed of and um, yeah it's just part of life and it's beautiful once you yeah. start tapping into it
0: have you felt it you know going through grief since a younger age than than other people have have you felt it that it has affected you a lot like the way that you act the way that you are the way you think you know I know you're you're working Mm. on it now but before you maybe ever looked into that and were able to you know sit down and open up um was it affecting you on a daily basis or was it affecting you with the way you loved with the way you mm. you know I everything mean,
1: definitely definitely impacted me in, in many subtle ways i suppose um I mean with my friends mm-hmm. I was always I was always super close with their dads um It was, you know, something really special, like, and that's something that I realized later that I was looking for that male figure in my life. So that's kind of a sweet thing that came out of it. You know, I've always been really drawn to male sense of humors and and I had a lot of guy friends too, because I was desperately looking for, um, for, for that male energy and stability in my life. Um, I, yeah you know, from love is definitely where it's impacted me the most in a negative sense. Um uh forget mm-hmm. very vulnerable, like having such a devastating loss when you are younger and you lose the person in your life who in normal circumstances and, and you know, an idyllic family relationship is meant to represent, you know, your first yeah. love. You know, your big your big love, it's your dad's love, you know, and that's a male energy. So losing that quite young um, it it corrupted mm. I suppose that safeness in the beginning and that example of love so I think the way that I've realized most recently um, I've been very attracted to emotionally unavailable men I suppose it comes down to that or at least men who are leaving and going overseas mm-hmm. or you know it's almost like I don't want to open up too deeply it's like I'm scared to open up my heart to true love because yeah. I don't want it to, to disappear. And then on the other side of that, because I'm attracted to the men that isn't going to, aren't going to be true love. I found that I, you know, I went for these emotionally unavailable men almost as a test to myself being like, well, if I'm good enough, they'll stay. And it won't disappear this time. So there was this really corrupted concept of love that I had Mm. been carrying along for quite a while that I've only (laughs) recently figured out. So it's been a big one. Um, definitely, definitely impacted me. Yes. And, and it's hard, you know, you, you, then that was the question of like, why, why are you doing this to yourself? Or why do you think you deserve this from oh, my psychologist? And I was like, oh shit, now I have to work through it. Um, but it, it impacts you on such a profound level. And I don't even think you realize it. Um, you know, you have to be really gentle with your kids if they're going through this or really gentle with yourself too. Um, you know, I just didn't know any better. You know, and it's so interesting that like I found leaving or distance or emotionally unavailable so attractive, but it's, it's kind of because it manifested, you know, that's all I knew because all the love of men in my life I had that was meant to stay left. So I associated that love with leaving or flightiness. And it's so interesting how that happens. I mean, obviously, Mm -hmm. I don't want that. I don't want somebody who's going to keep me on my toes too much and, you know, threaten leaving every once in a while. (laughs) Like, that's not nice. Nobody wants that. But it's just how I attached love and men in my deep subconscious. And it's super interesting, you
0: know. Yeah, I I feel like, because I've met a few people that Mm. do this, me, (laughs) myself, you know. Yeah. I do that too, <laughs> but I I never want to get too involved or <clears throat> or go with someone that is too evolved mm. with their emotions that they could make me open up too much and fall because then I'm like, no. But then when it doesn't work, yeah. then I'll be devastated, no. and I don't want to go through that again. Just, and, I mean, even the thought of that just gives me chills. Like it's not, it's
1: scary. So, Same. but I mean, it's surely that's, I mean, that's <clears> it, right? That's what you want. That's what we ultimately want. You know, we do want to be, you know, completely loved in that very vulnerable way. And we do want somebody to open us up. It's just the fear of losing that, that stops us from, from stepping into that space of love. And none of us want that. Do we? Yeah. You know, you don't want to sell yourself short just because... Of the fear of losing something fantastic. But I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, I, mm, I
0: think It's I hard. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds oh, great, but you. I am 100% <laughs> sure I am guilty of that. <laughs> I know, it's scary.
1: It's super scary. I'm not there yet. I mean, sh- I can't even, I mean, after last year and everything, I can't even imagine opening my heart up at this stage. And it's, once you feel the, the, Devastating loss. It's it's hard to even imagine feeling safe in that space again. So I'm with you. I just I I
0: I just feel safe with me, and I'd rather just do that because I think it's. I feel so much safer if it's just me that can you know. There's no one else in the equation that could make me not be okay. In that situation. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I should be talking about this about this, but here I am across the ocean <laughs> talking about it with you.
1: Yeah, cool. I'm gonna make an appointment as soon as we put down this call.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I'm sure this will be. I hope. I mean, I hope to con this is relatable to other people but because I don't know, think please. it's only on me. <laughs> please someone yeah. else be struggling with some stuff. But yeah, I mean, I, I decided a while back that I just didn't want to attach mm-hmm. myself to anything that could break me too much, you know? And then I decided that I would give all my time and heart and energy mm-hmm. to my brands. And because those <laughs> couldn't disappoint me. And, and at least all that time that I put into someone else, now it will all just improve because- once you put work into your project, yeah. it, it can only go better. You know, it doesn't no
1: like, doesn't leave you, doesn't yeah. just break it doesn't your heart. Hard. I don't know. You know, for me, yeah. like, and I, I can't speak on your behalf, <laughs> but I hope for me that you know I'll I'll do this work. You kind of you you raise your intellect, you raise your emotional intelligence, and you know I, the hope is that you then, as yeah. a result of that get met with somebody or you meet up with somebody or someone walks into your space or however you want to see it that is mesmerizing and exciting enough for me to want to do the work to feel safe to open the heart to it because it's going to have to take that
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I feel that I just don't think I I mean I'm only 25 almost Mm -hmm. 27 you know tomorrow I'm 26 but I don't think, as of right now, I don't. No, want, don't need it. Right. I now. don't want that. No, just, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want me. <laughs> it's the Safe, and I can trust me. I'm safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I. I remember. I. It was about May 2018. Last time yeah. I was completely heartbroken, and I just. Remember crying? This is way yes. too much info, but I'm just gonna say it. I remember crying in a in a shower. I was on the floor of the shower, crying, and I I remember saying to myself, like, I will never ever allow yeah. anyone else to like break me like this. And since then, it's just been my mission. Anytime I found someone that was so amazing, <laughs> I'm like, y- you're great and all, but I just can't. I don't want that. I don't want. Yeah, uh- I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want to have that attachment again and it's been like that ever since and we're in 2021 so
1: uh, maybe one day I don't think you'll be maybe able to one day it will but change but I don't you know it, it, we don't know um, <laughs> I mean mine was May know, last but... year and I was also I mean I also cried on the shower floor I cried on many floors <laughs> you know and you're just so broken and you're just like yeah. this sucks there's nothing I can do to make myself feel better you know, the answer is just no. Clearly, this person doesn't love me as much as I love them. And it's it's devastating. And I also said to myself, I was like, yeah. I am not. I actually just said, I was like, I don't actually think I can survive this again. I don't think that I can. And that's such to I mean, it's so dramatic. <laughs> Very dramatic, but... Well it, it in those women like it, it can't explains, on it feels like And that. I remember also saying to it's interesting, I've been writing a, a poetry mm-hmm. collaboration with one of my friends and been writing a lot of poems and it's been beautiful. And one of the things yeah. I was thinking about when writing, I was like, I will, you know, never let myself be open to somebody to the extent where they can throw my life into such shambles by just not wanting to you know, I didn't want to be able to get to the point where I could be broken with someone again. And, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, that's exactly how and I am thinking feel. about it and more exactly and then writing it like. out in
1: poetry. And I was like, but, you know, I got to a point and I was writing and I was like, but what a privilege to be able to have felt love to that depth that it could have broken your foundations. You know, and I mean, this is super philosophical and also only seeing the rainbow. And I understand it's difficult. And it's like when you shatter to that point and I got to this poem and I was like, I've shattered so
0: mm-hmm
1: like so much like my pieces are lying everywhere but I get to now choose how I put them back together mm-hmm. you know? and I you know I, th- I think everyone has yeah. one super big heartbreak I think in your 20s heartbreaks are the worst I think they get easier as you get older and hopefully fewer Which, you know <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm
0: hoping fewer um <laughs> yeah but Ugh, oh, I yeah. I mean, I don't know if this is the year that I open up to someone. I don't think so. I don't think I'm there. I don't think you know, I've been saying for a long time that it's never happening again. I don't think I want I don't see like you know how they say like you, you meet your other exactly. half. Well, I'm not a half, I'm a full. So well, I never really think that I need anyone to compliment me. But I don't know. Maybe yeah. one day I get bored I just think, of being focus alone, on but you. I don't know.
1: It's that's the most important right thing now, you can I... do, and it's not about like
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> friends. It's not
1: about like fixing myself so that I can attract X, Y, Z. It's like you know, if there's certain aspects that I'm not happy with, I'm gonna work on it, and I'm gonna make sure I'm the best version of myself for myself. And if somebody else comes along for yeah. that, then fantastic
0: for you. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I agree. A wormhole. Well, we went into a. <laughs> We did not plan on that's how Everybody our
1: knows our personal lives. Hi guys, welcome to um the diary of yeah, I'm therapy. Enjoy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Uh, well it's out there. I'm hoping it will help so well, it's helped me. I that's mean I'm sure. sure we're not alone. Cool. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um <laughs> what else okay wait um you mm-hmm. have said to me, but I don't know if you've said to the world um, what your next few steps are and and where the you know oh, where sorry. life is taking you literally <laughs> um, so yeah. if if you want to change um, a bit of a subject and focus on what you're doing yeah, now exactly exciting. what the future is so what you hope I hope for the yeah, future I'm off to do my
1: master's um in law so i'm going to the university of new south wales in sydney australia which is super exciting i've always been so drawn to australia i think mainly because mm-hmm. it's quite similar to home um in climate i don't think i would survive anywhere that's not yeah. sunny and beachy and fantastic <laughs> so i'm going to be jetting over there my mm-hmm. course is due to start in may so i will most likely be there in the second half of the year given COVID Aussie is super strict about, I mean, I don't think anyone's flown in there other than medical staff since March last year. Um, so super strict or obviously residents too. Mm -hmm. Um, so what I'm going to be doing is a master's in law in alternative dispute resolution. So all things, you know, round table mediation, um, all out of court dispute resolution, which is really exciting. Um, so, yeah, I like ultimately what my goal is, I want to start hosting like corporate mediation retreats and conflict resolution workshops and just I want to be the person that's there and we're all together and we're all sorting it out. Like I've got such a knack for mediation and, and being a conflict um mm-hmm conflict solver i think it's great and i I really want to get out of the industry that's so fueled by ego and and money and time wasting and uh, you know it it just (laughs) i'm excited to branch out Mm -hmm. and moving in with one of my dear friends who i met in india on my yoga teacher training rachel so we're going to be moving in together so everything seems to be coming full circle it's just so lovely um yeah, I'm excited for the big change. Like I know mm-hmm. I said it to you, I, I, the concept of growing up and living in the same space, you know, not that it's not that it's a bad thing. But for me, the concept of that freaked me out. You know, I, I'm i an explorer and I need to change quite often. So I'm excited to meet new people and I'm excited to to see what it's mm-hmm. like over there and to build a life for myself over there for the next while. It's going to be really cool. Oh, it's only a How year. How long is,
0: is the master? Only a year. <laughs> okay do you think do you oh think yeah i'm stay dying longer to stay longer i um, hope that i can we're but going you know back.
1: life doesn't always work out the way that you plan so, <laughs> so i'm setting up Any, if the this year does anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'm hoping to stay there longer uh, um yeah. you know maybe but, maybe build a place in indonesia somewhere and settle down there permanently but we'll see
0: <laughs> wow yeah that'll be fun i hope you can that's insane Wow. Well, um, I have a few friends that I've met this summer, mm-hmm. actually, that are from Australia. I don't know if you've seen yes, my ring that it's called Beautiful. Chloe. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's, it's for this girl who lives in Australia and she's been telling me to oh, to I'll try go. and get my stuff out there. Um, So I 100% will go to Australia Mm. when it's all allowed and safe. Uh, Because right now, Australia is pretty much locked down for anyone that wants to enter. So, yeah. So one day I'll come join you. you We could go have a drink together and have a laugh at how it's
1: changed since the podcast. yeah, yeah it's mean, uh, awesome such an incredible yes. market i mean the fashion industry is awesome there everybody's got incredible style and your branding would just fit in there like a glove so
0: yeah, that's what i'm thinking and then there's more mm-hmm. um buying power yeah. there's there, the economies a bit better there <laughs> so that's also a great fact <laughs> to go explore but um Wow, we, we touched on so many well. subjects. It took everybody on a rollercoaster ride. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that's life. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love when when podcasts yeah. flow and, and it's just. Easier. I had so I, much fun. I, I really. Hope you were comfortable. I felt comfortable the whole way. I hope I was making sense to everybody,
1: but I, I had the best time. I loved it every second of chatting to you. I'm
0: sure. I'm sure. Is there is there anything that they can do with you? Um, any classes or, or, yes. or coaching? Are you I doing am. anything? So at the moment, anything I'm um, teaching with an online
1: yoga platform called Equilibrium. So it's a South African based, um, but internationally accessible incredible fitness platform so there's yoga mindfulness meditations i do some of that on there so if you don't want to do it in person or live then that's a good option but otherwise my instagram Regan ray i do post like 15 minute flows on there i'm constantly going off on my story and being i hope funny (laughs) it's a bit of a chaotic space (laughs) but my instagram's there and i've got quite a few flows saves on there and then all the links for equilibrium everything's on there so yeah, come practice with me I also do zoom lives if you want one-on-one um but yeah I absolutely love to teach and I absolutely love to guide and help people so yeah come practice with me if you'd like to yeah
0: yes but I'll try one too and yeah, anyone listening can. should try too <laughs> maybe we'll have you one day for our no, no I've
1: said anytime I would, absolutely would love to I, I like I sometimes forget because I I mean, I was teaching a lot. Like, after I studied um, law, I took, uh, I took two gap years, actually. Mm-hmm. So I took a gap year. And um, I was teaching so much. And then yeah. I started my practical legal training, which is for two years here in South Africa. Um, it's called Articles. And now that I'm not teaching as much, like, any opportunity I get to teach, whether it's a person or online, like, I get so excited because I love it so much. It really, like, makes me appreciate it. So anytime mm-hmm. you want me to host those, I'm I'm your person if you need one.
0: <laughs> no please let's do it i'd love to i want to i want to bring it back i haven't done it in mm. what it's been a month i think because of the holidays and all that but the whole rebranding of the website is has been taking a lot of time but i can't wait to get back and, and do more events hopefully you know you're the next it. one <laughs> for the yoga Okay, and did you? I joined were you them for take one. I for a little bit. We because doing? my mother
1: came and she randomly arrived, so I had to stop going through. I was like, "Join me." She's like, "No," but I haven't actually connected properly. No, I, I need to. I need to. So I know Mickey. So Mickey did some will do old, more.
0: We'll do Mickey? more. Um, Mickey has, I think, she's joined, but she hasn't taught any of the the just hangs classes, but. Hopefully she will in the future. Uh, she's one of she's my lo- most loved so friends. She's that. so sweet. I got the opportunity to meet her when she was here. It's so cool. I know. And I think I think that was either before or after um, she came to Spain, I think, right? I think it was after. Yeah, because lockdown happened when she was here. After? She okay. then went yeah, to, so I think it was when- in
1: Broadway from here which is just north of us and then she had to go home from there oh because yeah of COVID.
0: okay yeah 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 well right before that then whenever she was in spain that's when we met and i am so thankful she did i've actually met a few yeah, people before one with of her them already okay. um you being one of them <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and the network Yay. <laughs> i love how social media works but I know Um, well we'll have you soon on on just hanks sunday yoga and then I think that's about it it was so so great to finally record with you and I I would say to everyone that you know welcome to our (laughs) one hour vulnerable (laughs) (laughs) rent and to get vulnerable with us and if they have any any Thing that they Anytime. want to share with us, they can message me or you. Um, right, you're very open like me, and yeah, they can find you for anything they want to take with you. What's the what's the platform called where you do your classes? Mm. Yeah. Equilibrium. Okay. Yeah, I think everyone should go. It. It's really good. It's all shot in HD and everything. it's beautiful. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, well. Is there anything else you want to tell just anyone? Any I'll just say being strong is not,
1: is not not crying and not being vulnerable. I think, you know, strength is in many ways weakness, which is so Mahatma Gandhi, but I mean, so true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. And great oh, advice, so don't too. take any from me. Thank I you. still don't know whether I'm coming or going with the yoga and the law, but I'll get there and maybe, maybe we can do another podcast and I feel like I'm finally settled in what how on earth I'm gonna match the two and then we can speak about career advice. But otherwise no. I just <laughs> I've had such a good um such an incredible time chatting to you and it's been healing for me. You know, I had a basic idea of what I wanted to talk about, but speaking about it on this platform has been great. So I'm proud of myself and, and I'm, I'm glad and I'm um so happy.
0: So thank you. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm proud of you, you too, too because this topics are definitely hard to talk about sometimes yeah it's it's not easy but we both did well (laughs) thank you for getting vulnerable with me thank you
1: too it was good we both really opened up it was amazing
0: yeah we should do another (laughs) one
1: (laughs) and i hope i hope it inspires other people to talk with their friends and and just talk about the nitty-gritty stuff you know the stuff that you maybe don't really want to talk about because i promise you somebody else is feeling the same way or at least similar so it's healing yeah
0: yeah share share your your feelings and share your thoughts mm-hmm. and heal with other people exactly okay well i will talk to you soon thank you for I coming will message
1: you for your birthday tomorrow happy birthday thank you for having me <gasps> bye
0: <laughs> thank <you>. All right. <laughs> Bye-bye. bye bye love.